Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Portable Magic Dispenser, a podcast for your school library, public library, whatever. Uh, my name is uh, Lucas Maxwell and I'm the school librarian here at uh, Glenthorne High School in Sutton, South London. Um, I just do this every week, every yeah, 20 minutes, 23, 25 minutes a week of some ideas, things that I've been doing the week. Um, you know, things that work, things that don't work, all that stuff. So I hope you uh, find these useful. Um, <laughs> uh, what I'm going to talk about today is um, what I've been doing in library lessons this week. So <clears throat> years 7 and 8, uh, so ages 11 to 12, they come into the library once every two weeks for a library lesson with their English teachers, and I lead those. So there's a lot of students, so there's a, there's a lot of groups in these year groups, so um, a lot of sets or forms or whatever. So I see on, you know, average two or three, sometimes five um, sets a day, you know, lessons a day, sometimes not that many, but it's a lot of um, me leading lessons in the library, which is great, and the classes are, you know, 30, sometimes 31 students, and it's a great way to have like a built-in audience to promote books and do activities they do we do reading together and things like that the structure of the library lesson is basically pretty basic it's uh they come in (coughs) they read um for the first 15 to 20 minutes uh and during that time i let small groups up at a time to browse the shelves and i promote books i talk to them about their books i let them um get new books you know change the books around return or whatever once everyone's had a chance to do that um we might read for another five minutes in silence uh, with me reading as well because it's very important in my opinion that they get to see um that this is not like them reading with adults kind of watching over them so i'm trying to read at the same time um unless there's something like unavoidable that i have to do in that time you know if the phone rings or someone comes in and um, and needs help with something else, which is inevitable. Anyone who works in a school will know it's a never-ending um, sound of the door opening if you're in a library, uh, which is fine. But it does um, it is does cause a challenge, create a challenge. Um, but this week, uh, last two weeks, so within a two-week period, that was the laptop uh, taking off. Uh, within the, a two-week period, I'll I'll see. Um, I mean, I see year nines as well. But they do something slightly different. They all read the same book together. They don't get like a quote-unquote regular library lesson. Um, but in the course of um, a two-week period, I'll have seen hmm, uh, probably a close to 900 students um, that I can promote things to and talk to, which is good, I think. Maybe 850 is a better number. It's slightly under 900 um, so it's a lot of kids. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of students that you get to speak to, which is good. It's just busy, of course. Um, but this week's been really, really straightforward, but also really fun, in my opinion. And I feel like they've been really into it. Um, I think I've only had one group out of all the groups who I felt like just the enthusiasm wasn't there, which is fine. Um, but <laughs> you can't win them all. And what we've been doing is every year we have a book award. Um, I do have a podcast episode but based solely on the book award. Um, I can put a link to it in the notes. So, you know, if you want to listen to that entire episode about the book award, 
that would be uh, that would be good to how we run it. I can do another one, but every single year we run a book award. Um, and how do I determine the the list? So I create a long list. Um, so if the rules of the book award is that so it's our two. It'll be announced in March. So it's the 2024 award. We call it the Bookling, and I let the students know the history, quote unquote, behind the Bookling name back 10 years ago now, more than 10 years ago, in 2013, my very first book club group of teens, I think they were 13 or 14 years old, they loved Holly Bourne, they loved um, Sarah Barnard, you know, with books like that, which are amazing, authors like that, and um, which are absolutely still very popular in the library, which is amazing. And I just said to them one day, I remember them in the library, it was a Tuesday uh, lunchtime, and I said, you guys need a name, because they were really dedicated to <laughs> Holly Bourne, especially, and they got I got Holly to come to the school, which was um, I loved, because they, they really, really enjoyed it, and um, it was great, and Holly's amazing. If you haven't read or um, got Holly Bourne's books in the library, you should be doing that ASAP. Pause this now and um, order those books. <laughs> um so they called themselves the Booklings from day one. So from 2013, I always had this name in my head, which I loved, the Booklings. Um, so I've kind of used that as like a branding thing. So in 2017, when we started our book award, I decided to call it the Bookling, as if like the Oscars or the Emmys or whatever, the Bookling. And... Our podcast that our students do when authors visit is called Booklings Chat, which is that they wanted to call a lot of it was a lot of the, some of the same students. Um, they wanted to call it Booklings Chat, which is amazing. So, how do I decide the long list for the for the bookling? The only rule is that the books have to have been published in to, to so to be up for the twenty twenty four award, they have to have been published in twenty twenty three. Um, of course, I look at borrowing stats from from twenty twenty three. You know that books that have been published there uh, in that year um, of, of popular books. I'm looking at books though that are under the radar, quote unquote. I want books that are amazing, of course, but um, maybe don't get the attention they need. They're not in Tesco. They're not being talked about as much as other books. Um, uh, you know, they're not by celebrity authors. I don't. That's my one rule. Uh, well, many rules, but <laughs> so I just compile a list, a big list of books, maybe fifteen to twenty books, and I get students um, in the twenty twenty three year on an ideal basis to narrow it down. Book reviews, of course, favorite cover, favorite blurb, etc. So we've narrowed it down to eight books. Sometimes, it, usually, it's six, but this year I've done eight just because it was too hard. So um, we have uh, one of the Loki books by Louis Stowell. Um, we have a book called Steady for This, which is amazing. We have Bite Risk. Okay, We have Mexicid. It's a comic book by uh, Pedro Martin. We have Trapped by Sophie McKenzie, which is Barrington Stoke. Really amazing uh, book. We have The Wildstorm Curse um, by... Uh, Eve Osaki Morris, okay. Um, we have um, Away with Words by Sophie Cameron, and we have uh, Finn Jones was here by Simon James Green, uh, and those are the eight. So 
those are amazing books and we have um like simon's going to come visit us soon which will be amazing and i wish we could get all eight in. i'm going to really try to virtually visit with pedro um in america um and i would love to get all of them in so i know some aren't available but uh, maybe just because of where they live etc but it may be hard to get them here pers- in person but <clears throat> virtual visits is great so i won't go through the whole process of the book award because I will take up the entire podcast. I wanted to talk about really what I've been doing to kind of like drum up interest because I'm 100% aware that they're not all going to read all eight books. A lot of students aren't going to read any books. However, because I've got a library lesson with every student in this, in key stage three, basically year seven, eight, nine, they can all interact with the books, Okay in certain ways okay so the phase one is very very simple and i tell them all about the history of the book award i try to drum up excitement and i get them i don't highlight any of the books because i don't want to sway their minds at the minute about any other book i don't want to do it at all and i always tell them like this is cool award because it's chosen entirely by students and that's the truth um I make the final decision based on their input, but they they provide the input. And I have teachers as well, but I, I, you know, because I want to get everyone involved, but I want student input, really. And, you know, not all book awards are like that. A lot of the book awards that are aimed at children are voted for by adults, which kind of always surprises me, but that's the way it goes. Um, They're not all, but there's (laughs) there's a lot of them. Um, So phase one is simply to look at uh, book covers and first impressions. Okay, and that's really simple. And I just tell them, look, today you're going to be given um, book covers, and you're going to um, uh, order them from least favorite um, to favorite, it's, and on your table. So I've printed out A4 size, regular paper sized book covers of all the books. Um, uh, simple, and. They really enjoy it. So as a group, so it's not individual. So that's the other thing, because otherwise individually it would take too long. So as a group, so they're in groups. I have eight kind of tables at the um, library, and around these tables there's probably groups of four to five. No, maybe not even. Um, No, because that would be 30, that would be like 40 kids. (laughs) Three to four makes more sense. Um, And they, you know, they they all get, each table gets eight book covers and they spread them out and they really I've really been um, happy with like that they aren't just sitting there going oh like they're really standing up and they're walking around and they're holding them up and they're like look at this one and they're debating them and they're kind of like not full-on arguments but sometimes you know they get a little bit heated about which books um, and I tell them that as a group they have to and I give them this scrap paper and they have to just write it down number one being the favorite number eight being least favorite and what i've really enjoyed is that i've done i've just finished two weeks of this and they have really taken to it and each group seems to be choosing different book covers as their favorite and i tell them like we were always told don't judge a book by its cover but it's impossible not to and i sometimes buy books for the library based solely on the covers it's the way i i am um and i'm sure other libraries are the same but um case in point there was a book called so ya called you're not supposed no yeah you're not supposed to die tonight can't remember the name of the author i know she's written tons of stuff i think she's an american author anyway starts with a k <laughs> I'm not good with it. And uh, it had blood on the, fake blood on the um, 
on the edging, and I was like, well, I'm buying this. Uh, I know this will will go. I don't care how good it is. It's really good. It's a really good. It's called You're Not Supposed to Die Tonight. If you have fans of Friday the 13th or that kind of like camp horror, um, you know, visiting a camp, Camp Killer by Cynthia Murphy, um, another amazing author. And, you know, these covers for these books, they get debated and they get passed around on these tables, and I give them about, I want to say five minutes to kind of do this okay and then i stop them and i tell them look it doesn't matter if you haven't made a final decision yet you're gonna have time but i'm gonna we're gonna move on to phase two and then you can always go back keeping the book covers on your tables you're now going to be given the blurbs of the books and the blurbs the thing about the blurbs is that i haven't written down which book the blurb belongs to so they have two tasks with this. And they're fairly straight. They're fairly easy because um, the first task is matching the blurbs to the books. And, again, they're fairly easy. Some groups have struggled, but I'm going around. The TAs are going around, and we're just kind of, like, pointing out little hints and clues where it might help them. Um, so phase step one of this task is to um, just match the covers to the blurbs. And they really enjoy doing it. They just enjoy reading them out. Uh, so once they've matched them on their tables, uh, step two is, of course, read through them all fully again and make a separate list and um, list them in their f- from you know their favorite blurbs, top to bottom, one to eight. And I, then I, once they've done that, I give them a little extra time, seven to eight minutes. So we've gone maybe like 13, 15 minutes in total. And what I then uh, do is... I stop them again, and I go around. Does any group have a different favorite cover than a different blurb? Um, and then it, there's always a lot of groups who do, which is always interesting to me because when we have a little discussion, like sometimes the cover is amazing, but maybe what's inside isn't what is is your kind of cup of tea. And as a gr- and they have to dis- uh, agree as a group, so that does make it difficult. They do have to. You know, it's not some somebody might not be feeling like, oh, my choice wasn't, you know, the top of the list. But again, I don't have time. I don't want. I could have. I don't want them all. I want. I didn't want them all to do it individually in this time. I wanted it to be a nice group thing. I don't want them working in silence and doing. I want them to have this discussion because the whole thing's about like talking about books with your peers is what's fun, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, so that's what they do we go around we see if anybody's had any different choices then i say okay here's the trickiest part you've you've narrowed down your covers you've narrowed down your blurbs this might be easy for some groups or more difficult for others but you're going to have to choose your overall favorite and i say to them i said just imagine this imagine i'm being really mean and making you, based on what you know now, what information you have, you're going to have to choose in your table. Pretend you're going to choose the winner of the book award right now. Which one would you choose? Um, and I give them another f- three to five minutes. Oh, and I alert them to the fact that you're going to have to explain to the group why you chose what you chose. Okay. Um, and I will say, I will give a little bit of spoilers, not spoilers, but a little bit of insight um, then I go table to table, and they have to not, you know, they have to kind of go around. And we chose overall this because this. And then I say, well, what was your favorite cover? Did it matter? Was that your favorite cover? No, our favorite cover was this one, but we like the blurb on this one, and we couldn't decide, so we just chose this one. But on and on. Um, 
I will say Bite Risk uh, by Sophie Wills is um, probably favorite cover so far. <laughs> um, it is a cool cover. It's got a full moon, a werewolf. It's got the word bite written like it's tearing through the page. It's got these teens on the cover look cool. You know, it just looks cool. Um, favorite blurb is probably Trapped by Sophie McKenzie. Um, a singing club from school gets in a car, a crash, sorry, on a, in a coach or a bus. The both buses and the coach is hanging off a precipice and they are stuck there. Some of them stuck there with people they don't care for too much. Um, so that's quite interesting. They love that idea. Um, and that's been like one of the favorite blurbs. I won't go over what's the favorite overall yet. But there is some definite favorites. And like I said, it's interesting, like, when I have a one-year seven group, one-year eight group, should say, who's all chosen Mexican as their favorite, which is an amazing. And I always go into Mexican a little bit at the end, and not to sway them, but just a little bit at the end to say, this is the only comic book in the group. And it's really interesting. It's a memoir. We talk about what a memoir is. Some of them know, some of them don't know. We go into it. Um, how it's um, you know this is basically a true story and he has evidence at the back to back it up with with pictures and stuff it's a really fantastic kind of un unbelievable story in some ways um, but it is all true and all these things that happened to them on this on this ridiculous journey um, for a very good purpose you know to, to, to pick up their grandfather and, and take him back to America and to honor their grandmother and things like that it's really intense um, really funny in some areas but really sad in others so we talk about that, and some groups will have chosen Mexican as their overall favorite, like every table. And it just kind of spreads. Like, I don't know if they hear each other because they're not getting up and wandering around. <laughs> I don't know if they get up and hear each other or what, but, um, and then some groups won't have that one at all. And I like that because it means that they're, they're thinking, um, uh, in their own groups, they're being independent, and it means that it's kind of like leveling the playing field. So now, They've circled on their sheet, on their two top lists, their overall favorite. And I then am taking that in. I'm I've got lots and lots of papers. I have to take that in, and um, I'm going to put it in a, in a chart. You know, favorite cover was this for this group, and then make like a tally list and just check them off and see which one is overall the favorite um, for that. And then what I do, I'm waiting for all the books to come. So I'm very fortunate that I'm able to get like two or three copies of each book. I'm making a massive display. I'm going to put up a bulletin board with all the image, all the, the covers. Um, on and on. It's going to be a big deal. They're going to be um, on there to display. And anybody who writes a review of one of those eight books is going to get their name entered in a draw to win some prizes in March when we announce the winner. We make an actual trophy for the winner. We get it engraved. It only costs like 10 pounds at Timpson, you know. It's easy to do. Um, get it engraved. Get it done. And it's really nice. I shouldn't say that the cost, really, but just alerting you to the fact this isn't like breaking the bank. Um, we are a school library and a state school. We're not uh, endless funds here. Um, if anybody, I always tell them, if any of you go above and beyond and read all eight books, you are going to get your name. You're going to win something. You're guaranteed. And what I'm going to do is make sure they win some books um, or something. I've got vouchers. I've got all kinds of stuff for them. So that's what's going to happen there, and I'm really excited about that. So once the um, books are here and they are up and running and cataloged finally, um, they're going to be borrowing them like crazy. I know those books will be at the top of the list because I've taken the time to promote them to death around the school. 
you're talking like eight to 900 students have been introduced to these books. And it's very effective. The number of kids coming in going, can I borrow Trapped? Can I borrow Mexican? I was like, please, wait till Monday. And that was my fault. I should have timed it better because I could have just capitalized on that. The other thing I'm going to do again, which I haven't done in many years, I'm going to have a coffee morning for staff, coffee and donuts, homemade brownies or something. I don't know if it'll be in the morning, maybe after school, for them to come in and be introduced to the books with our student um, book uh, team um, promoting the books to them, talking about them, right? So that will be something that they're going to do. And anybody who borrows one of the books can get a you know free brownie and a coffee. I'm going to make a bookmark with these eight books on them. Um, and the staff can read them and then um, review them as well, and I can get staff input. And I did this the very first year we did it, and it was really popular. Um, back when we had Alice Oseman um, virtually visit, which was amazing, when she wrote Radio Silence, it was so cool uh, that she did that. And <laughs> be one of those hipster people who's like, I had Alice Oseman visit the school, visit virtually visit before she wrote uh, Heartstopper. Um, and um, anyway, I'm going to get this, the, the authors to visit as much as I can. I'm going to get um, teachers involved, staff involved. Then closer to March, so end, end of February, every student's going to do a survey, and they're going to cast their final vote um, on the book award, okay? And that's how we will determine the um, the winner. And I will then hastily um, get a trophy made, <laughs> and then... On during World Book Week, so we do so World Book Day. I believe is Thursday, the seventh. Always on Thursday, isn't it? Um, during that week, we have a massive um, event, like series of events. We do an escape room. We do um, many different quizzes and games. We have the dress up day, of course, um, but we also have the announcement of the book award winner. Okay, and this year I might do favorite cover. I did that first year? I might do that again because I've already done this the you know the, the legwork for it. Um, it is a lot of work, but it's very um, rewarding because those, like I said, those books will be borrowed to death. So I ran the stats on Friday, which was yesterday. The most popular book in January is When I See Blue by Lily Bailey. That book won our book award last year, and Lily visited. Those two things have made such an impact in this school regarding to reading for pleasure. They are reading that book voraciously. It I've never seen a book. That book and Crater Lake. When I See Blue, Crater Lake, A Kind of Spark, Rules for Vampires, The Book of Secrets, books like that when you have the author's visit and when you um, promote them in, a, in, a, in your own internal award, it is really something. So that's it, really. That's what I've been doing all week in library lessons. So hopefully that's useful. And um, I'll... See you next time. Thank you very much. Bye.